Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Join Mike and James of the Nerdy Bible for this special companion series diving into The Chosen, a dramatic telling of the life and ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. In this week's episode, Simon encounters Jesus and receives a much-needed miracle. So, what's the rock on which it's built? joined as always by my good friend james from the nerdy bible.com how are you doing tonight i am fantastic how are you good uh i don't know if you noticed but i caught myself because even though i said before we started recording that i wasn't going to introduce this as the show boys <laughs> like i accidentally did last week and had to restart um i i still almost did it it's like it's natural M- muscle memory at this point. It's like anytime there's a microphone in front of my face and I'm looking at Streamyard, yard, uh, then the first words I say are welcome to show boys. Um, but we did it. We made it through, uh, here for episode, uh, four <laughs> of, uh, the chosen. I don't know if you guys video versions caught that. Uh, I forgot to change the background, but I did it right when I said episode four. So, you know, you're welcome. Wait, what? Totally intentional. Uh, don't worry about it. You didn't know. Okay, so good. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're new here to the series, uh, this is a companion series to listen along as you watch The Chosen, uh, which is mm-hmm. a series that is um, a, a a dramatization of the life and ministry of Jesus. Um, so what we do, we go through, uh, we watch. Uh, we've already watched the show. This will be my second time. I don't know how many times James has watched it. Um, 42. 42, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Good number. Um, quite a few times. But uh, what we're going through, we're watching each episode, and then we're coming immediately after watching the episode, coming onto the, the computer here and recording our reaction and breakdown of each episode. Uh, it's been really fun. This is uh, covering episode four. So uh, thank you for joining us. Um, James, you were telling me that uh, you're about to launch a new series on your website and you wouldn't tell me what it was about until we started recording. (laughs) So please tell me. No. um, So it's actually pretty exciting about this. uh, I'm excited about this. Um, So uh, one of the things that I got into the nerdy Bible is because I am, um, I I'm trained in, in science, right? I mean, biology and physics and stuff. So I have always wanted to parallel the two of them. Like, okay, so here's scientists and here's faith. Like they actually do somewhat intersect, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not saying like the Bible tells you anything about science. It's not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is that a lot of scientists had faith in whether it's, you know, there's a lot of different religions that they've had faith in. So, Um, I am launching a little series and every week I'm going to introduce a new scientist and um, explain his life, his science and his faith. 
or her. Ah, Sorry, nice. I, that was like horrible. I did his, and there are a lot of amazing women in science. So, nice. um, so I think I said he because the first week I already, it's already done. I haven't posted anything, <laughs> or anything, and I'm thinking of the scientists that yes, that yes, I did. Yes. But so, um, you know what? It is safe to say that I can I can announce it because it'll be posted by then. So I did uh, James Clerk Maxwell. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a pretty so, rad, dude. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know who that is, yeah. but I'm sure he's he cool. did a lot of work in electromagnetism early on nice. in like the the 1800s, and so a lot of modern um, electrodynamics is built on his theories. Like, I have not gone through any class in that that has not like beat you over the head with his four <laughs> equations. So, nice. no, it was, it was good though. So. Yeah, that was, I'm just excited about it. Um, I'm excited to do that. So I did started searching and there are so many, like it is unbelievable nice. how many that like were involved in their churches and um, societies and different, it was very, it was actually eye opening. I didn't even know there was as many. So that's awesome. I am going to, this is going to go on for like 15 years, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, but I'm, I'm going to try to get into like, you know, including like videos and stuff, like actually teaching some of the science of that. And like, oh, so nice. there's going to be a lot of cool things. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Uh, I, I'm no scientist myself, uh, but the little college that I went, uh, that I went through, mm-hmm. uh, I was going for physical therapy. So I had to take a lot of anatomy, biology classes and <clears throat> excuse me. When I was in school, uh, I was, you know, maybe five years into my walk with Jesus. Um, but, uh, like, just one, like, learning the things that I learned just in lecture and, like, uh, textbooks and stuff is mind blowing just about the body and like how intricate everything is and how mm-hmm. perfect, like everything has to be for our bodies to function for reproduction to like have for birth and like the creation of new humans. Like how, the, the way all of that works is just mm-hmm. literally mind blowing. And as uh, a Christian going through all of that, it was just like super, eye-opening and like kind of wondrous Mm -hmm. if that makes sense uh and that just like was multiplied by a hundred when i got into lab and worked with cadavers and like yeah which sounds really gross um no it's not and it kind of is a little gross but dude okay there is nothing (laughs) like being elbow deep in a chest cavity and just being like there is no way that this was not like perfectly designed by it's, a creator, you know? Yeah. It, it's just, dude, there's no way that I, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack from this. So go ahead. Uh, the comments are good for the algorithm. So please uh, comment uh, how <laughs> big of an idiot I am, but oh, or, yeah, or how it. hot of a take this is going to be. But like, what just, I, because... I can't see that. And then like, just be like, yeah, this all totally happened because two rocks slammed into each other and exploded and magically like there's this perfect uh, like environment to create something so intricate as life. 
Yeah, I think science that was in general a really hot just take, sorry, so. no, no, no. That's <laughs> I, I think it is eye opening. I mean, especially I did a lot of my studying in cosmology and astrophysics and stuff and biology too. So like I have at one point I could tell you every single portion of a body and how it works and and all the all the systems function and 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 then you go into cosmology and space and stuff like it's just it's mind blowing i mean did you know that the big bang theory was was um discovered or coined by a jesuit priest you know what i mean so you have like these different things like it's just that is what led me to to faith it wasn't really like it wasn't a church it wasn't a preacher it wasn't a, a friend that was going to church it was like my years of studying science so i completely feel you there it's uh it, it's it's mind-blowing to think like i mean even on a cellular level like yeah, what is happening not- it is i mean and and the amount of changes that a body goes through as it's developing and it's nuts yeah. and like it's I, it's just it's mind-blowing so and no i super I, interesting that you came from that background and it led you to god mm-hmm. um because you don't hear that very often or at no, least you i don't, don't hear you, that very you don't, often. Well, and then on top of it i i feel like as i get um older i get grumpier no, <laughs> i don't know if that's a thing no oh, but it's i definitely a thing because i no, i'm a grumpy I get a, man <laughs> i get upset i get upset when i hear all these people like it's like how many times i've heard somebody and they're like well you know science and i'm like what <laughs> like that's not it that's first off saying the word science is not an argument but like <laughs> you know i i just i i hear these just arguments filled with like fallacies and just like almost as if they they just they read some some headline in a tab in in the news and it's like we'll see this and, and you're just like that doesn't you, you don't even know what you read you don't even know like what like i mean at least if you're gonna argue like argue it you know like argue to some like i feel like i've heard a lot of atheists talk and i listen <laughs> one of my life goals um is to i i heard the uh well, i'm running out of time but i heard um you ever hear the bill nye and ken ham arguments I've I've heard of them. Yeah. I've never watched them. I'm like looking at these people and I'm like, I just I want to argue with both of you. Like these are both <laughs> ridiculous right now. Like, and so I, I don't know. I just I feel like that's what led me to this nonprofit and stuff is like seeing these people in, in both camps. Like, dudes never read a Bible, dudes never read a science book, and now they're debating about the, the, uh, Why and the it's other just, person's wrong. Yeah, and then and then there's a crazy guy over here that's saying like he read in Genesis that this is what's going to happen with whatever. And and now it's like science and you're just like, yeah. no, like it's just, there's so much, there's so much issues. There's so yeah. many issues with, with it that I just, I love to, to tackle as I um, yeah. get into my, my gray haired days. And then there's the, like the, here's the last point that we'll get into the actual episode. Yeah. Sorry. We got um, it. Uh, but then you had the whole other topic of people who just, discredit the other because they're on one side like yeah oh, like i i believe in god uh, so like nothing in, uh, in science can be true or like factual yeah. or support god and then from the other 
side of the spectrum like no like i, I don't believe in god I, I believe in science and like this all just randomly happened by chance and all of a sudden like here we are yeah, <laughs> it's like and- like in my mind like you can't really have one without the other Exactly. And that's one of the things that I'm I'm focusing the, the whole goal of doing the scientist thing is never to really like talk about the science or talk about the faith. It's the fact of like um a lot of the arguments I've heard is like, you know, these scientists like Isaac Newton, he was just in a different, different era, right? Like he was more susceptible to the ideals of 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 Christians and stuff. And it's like, no, dude, that is incredibly insulting to the person that, that developed some of the, the earliest complex ideas in, in like gravitation. And even he, he predicted light as being particles well before they, you know, we even understood what, so like when you, when you look at these people that are incredibly intelligent and you like say like, Oh, you know, they're just different air. It's like insulting to who they are. And like, Oh, like they didn't, put enough thought into the like you're just it's not it's just not fair and i think it's just it's it angers me. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but thanks for coming to our ted talk about science yeah today. yeah right um, so um <laughs> what are we like 30 minutes in <laughs> yeah uh one, hey, one final thing this will not go any further than this but uh, i don't know if you noticed but i was able to match my lights almost to the i see, the green. I see it I tried my best and I think it looks pretty cool. But, well, and um, anyone that's not watching, you just got this whole feng shui thing going on here. He's got a candle. He's got <laughs> Bulbasaur sitting by the candle. He's yeah, got a yeah. sweatshirt. Old, He's got Christmas. Uh, uh, I don't know uh, if you know Bulbasaur's on. name here, but um, Bulby? if you're uh, a frequent viewer oh, no. of Showboys, this is Bulbo Baggins. Bulbo Baggins. Yeah, so I nickname all my Bulbasaurs in Pokemon games. <laughs> Bulbasaur is my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, and yes, uh, I'm wearing my podcasting uniform, which are my flannel jammies and some sort of awesome. I never hoodie. showed you. I'll show you for the all the list watchers. I got my pops, pops over. They're just not behind me because I'm a nerd and I put a giant whiteboard there. Yeah, yeah I, I like some, it. I like it pops. though. Like the lighting. Like the lighting. All right, let's get into the episode. Uh, this is episode four of season one. <laughs> we'll just delete uh, the first twenty minutes. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's good stuff. Uh, episode four here of season one. It is called "The Rock on Which It Is Built." Um, this came out April 2019. Of course, Dallas Jenkins, uh, also Ryan Swanson and Tyler Thompson. Uh, so here's the summary here, and then we'll just uh, go through the episode and, and give our thoughts and opinions and things. Um, at the Sea of Galilee, Simon misleads the Romans to save fellow Jews from being caught. Quintus suspects Simon of uh, duplicity and sends Matthew to follow him. Shmuel, um, I hate saying his name, but uh, that's my favorite student of Nicodemus. Uh, he tells Nicodemus about a baptizer on the Jordan River. Running from the Jordan, Andrew claims to Simon they are saved, and his rabbi, John the Baptizer, has identified the Lamb of God. But Simon prepares to fish. Andrew, Zebedee, Big James, and John arrive to help, but they catch nothing. In the morning, they see someone teaching a crowd on the shore. Andrew recognizes the teacher as Jesus, who asks to preach from their boat. After the sermon, Jesus tells Simon and Andrew to cast their nets, Suddenly, many fish appear, 
and they catch enough to pay off their debts. Simon surrenders himself to Jesus, and inviting Simon and Andrew to become fishers of men, Jesus also calls Big James and John. Witnessing the miracle, Matthew is shocked by its impossibility. Meanwhile, Nicodemus visits the imprisoned John the Baptizer to ask about miracles. Um, <clears throat> so yes, uh, picking up from episode three, which uh, was as we kind of uncovered as the episode progressed last week, um, the introduction of the character Jesus his mm-hmm. true uh, introduction in the series here. Uh, following that episode, we are back to kind of the main storyline we've been following so far in in the season, and that is Simon and his massive uh, tax debt, uh, Simon and Andrew, um, and their plot to kind of uh, erase their debt with, with Quintus by... Uh, turning in their fellow Jews who have been fishing on Shabbat. So um, the episode opens up with Simon on a boat with some Roman uh, guards, and he is uh, supposed to be leading them to these fishermen who are illegally fishing on the Shabbat. And um, instead, mid mid sail or row, I should say, uh, he has a change of heart. He they they come across a set of wooden bobbers, which were kind of cool to see. Um, and as he's like inspect inspecting them, he notices there's a marking on on the one he's looking at. And I watch. Uh, well, I think they show this even without subtitles on, uh, but it's the letter Z, and um, that means something to Simon. You can see it, it kind of like him thinking through this process, starting to kind of feel a little guilt that he's, you know, basically hunting down his his fellow Jew um, who are just trying to get by kind of like he is. Uh, so he has like a, a change of heart here. And instead of leading the uh, Romans to the fishermen, he instead leads them into a sandbar. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, on your first watch, did you kind of pick up what the the marking on the bobber meant to to Simon? I didn't even like most of the way through this episode until later on. I think I figured out what it meant. But um, usually, I'm really good at picking up on those details, and I didn't even pick up on it this time. <laughs> That, that yeah. it had a Z on it. What it, I? Yeah. So I was like, "Why? What is the importance of Z? Right? Like it's so random." But then uh, I remembered. Like uh, later on, we see Simon. Uh, he meets with Andrew, or no? He, yeah. Well, yeah, Andrew. Uh, but he meets with Zebedee, Big James, and John. And I think the Z on the bobber here is Zebedee. Like it's his bobber his net that Uh, has been cast so like uh the meeting there in the tavern he's basically like look i was basically chasing you with some romans and instead of leading them to you which we were right on your tail uh i did you all uh, a solid and crashed the boat instead uh as a way like we'll get to this point later on or we can just go there right now but um, he tells them of his plan to turn them in to pay off his debt. And he's like, but 
you know, being the good guy that I am, instead of leading them to you, I, I wrecked the boat. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like thinking that's going to make everything okay. Everything better. Uh, but yeah, I think the Z, you know, it was Zebedee's yeah, you know, net that he came across. But it's not super important, but just something I noticed here on the second watch. Um, but uh, like, what do you think of of Simon's change of heart here? Did did this scene like really mean anything to you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like it was predict not predictable, but like he almost seemed to have like a connection with them in the first place. So it's like, to me, I don't know. Maybe that's like a maybe not a flaw in the story, but like he already seems, you know, somewhat connected to him. So it's it's almost like, it's not like he's just, you know, giving up his own people. He's like giving up like, like friends, friends, or even at the the like least, like a coworker, yeah, or, yeah. you know, like somebody that's like, you know, an acquaintance is probably a better word than a coworker, yeah, yeah. but, but, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I think that, I think Peter does, um dumb things but like i i, I was trying to think of a, a a better way to say that but no that's about all i can say with that and i i think we get that from scripture and it's not they're just not well thought out that's yeah. that's what and so this i think when you when you when you're on a boat slowly going through the water you have more time to think and i think <laughs> yeah. that he is finally like you know what yeah um, I thought it was interesting that kind of what like triggers that like thought process to happen is, you know, he's like, they find the bobbers. The Romans are like, what's that? And he's like, bobbers, you idiots. Uh, but then the, the guards <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, but the guards like, ah, good job. And then he's like, wait, dang it. <laughs> like my, <laughs> My my nemesis just told me I'm doing a good job because I'm helping them. Like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> At least that's kind of what what I thought there. Um, but basically, the majority, I would say, probably like ninety percent of this episode is just following Simon and mm-hmm. dealing with this problem. Um, so I, I don't think really the episode, like our episode will be super long because there's i mean we're just mainly talking about simon here um, well i wouldn't go that far i mean we were already 30 minutes <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> that is true started. um and there even though we're just following simon like there's kind of a lot that happens with simon here um yeah. but yeah so so he wrecks the boat the guards get angry of course um they you know bring him on shore cut his ear and they're like, you know, we're, we're being kind to you because if Quintus was here, he would, he's a, that dude's a savage. <laughs> I think they literally say like he's, a, he's savage or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Um, and basically like, you know, Hey, if you do this again, like you, I can, I think the guard says something like I can buy like a couple more days or a week or basically I can, I can yeah. hold Quintus off for a little bit for you, but, bro like you're really like playing with fire here (laughs) uh so so he realizes that he's in in trouble uh and he devises a a new plan 
that Andrew thinks is, is pretty silly, like most of, of Simon's plans so far. Uh, but here we go to the scene in the tavern with Zebedee, uh, Big James, and John, where he's basically like, I was going to turn you guys in. I realized it was you and not like some random fisherman. Um, and I did you a solid. I didn't turn you in. You're welcome. How about you help me by giving me all of your fish, basically? <laughs> <laughs> and that's his plan. <laughs> and it's a really dumb one. This is there, of course, rightfully pretty angry with Simon. Um, and on top of that, they're like, uh, I can't like take that away from the people who fish mm-hmm. for me because uh, that would also be kind of a, a loser move. Um, so we find Simon's in hot water later, you know, he goes back home and his wife is, you know, talking with her two brothers. Uh, he finds out that their mother or his mother-in-law is sick and is now living with him. So basically Simon's whole world is like falling apart here. Like he's in massive debt with his oppressors and his mother-in-law now lives with him. So it's like literally... (laughs) like everyone's worst nightmare. Um, I'm just kidding. I love my mother-in-law. She's awesome. Uh, his wife is, is really ticked at him um, about, you know, him being upset about her mother being there and being sick. Uh, but also like he tells her the truth comes clean. Mm-hmm. Like, look, we're in big trouble here. And she kind of like, hits him with some hard truths here like you know where's your faith like even before this like you have been kind of stumbling or uh, i'm paraphrasing here but basically he hasn't been staying true to his faith he hasn't been pursuing god Mm -hmm. he hasn't you know he's he's been I take it as going through the motions or maybe not even going through the motions um, and then acting surprised. They're like, why is all this happening? <laughs> like, why can't I do this myself? Uh, but I really liked the scene there with his wife, even though, okay, I know I've been rambling, but here's no. my last point. I'll let you talk. Um, <laughs> a larger thing across the episode, you do see some of those like, kind of too on the nose borderline cheese moments in some of the dialogue uh there's a little bit here where it's getting close to being like okay like you don't have to like literally 1000 percent like spell it out on the nose like you can uh there's a a part like that with uh nicodemus and the pharisees talking about john the baptizer which we'll talk about when we get to that point but um anyways the floor is yours, sir. I mean, I don't have much to say on that. I, <laughs> I, no, I, I always love, I loved the, my favorite part of this scene was when he's like, I'm actually, I have it kind of on in the, the, you know, as I'm looking back at this dialogue as you bring it up, but um, he's like, I'm not talking to your sisters or your sister right now. I'm talking to my wife in my yeah. house. I will beat you with both my berries if you don't get out of my house right now. I just think it's so funny because it's such that like that that Peter moment. Um, no, I I really like 
honestly, this is this is probably my favorite episode so far in the season. Um, and it's because of Peter. I think it's just I, I don't know if we're I think we're about to go into hit the next scenes with Peter, but like I just really like I feel like the character that you traits that you get from him from reading the Bible. When when I first came to my faith, like I feel like I was so enthralled with with Peter and like because I'm like oh that's me like I'm so like Peter I'm just so like I'm I I feel like I I was hot-headed I was like quick to act I was very like you know and I'm still all those at some point I think we all have that (laughs) capacity but like you know I feel like so he's so relatable to me and so the as we proceed and continue to talk about future scenes with him like I just I'm like, that's so me. It's crazy. I don't know. I just, I, I can relate to him in this so much. And so, um, yeah, I guess I'm more excited to talk about the few things here in, in the few next scenes. Um, but yeah, no, I thought these were, were, you said this was your favorite scene of the, you really like uh, the scene or, or no, it's just, I was okay, just going okay. through. Just, um, okay. I do like the, the next interaction though, as mm-hmm. Simon is going outside and prepping his fish fishing stuff. And Andrew comes like winded up and, and he's just like, Simon, I, I, I saw him. And uh, basically he's like, what's what's simon saying would you run from jerusalem or something (laughs) i love like the the the, like uh sarcastic like did you run all the way from jerusalem is what he said yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's great i I got (laughs) we're saved he's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but basically andrew is coming from the jordan uh being with john the baptizer Uh uh and he saw Jesus and John is like, that's it. That's him. That's the Messiah. That's the Lamb of God. Uh, and of course, this is super important to the people at the time, uh, because as they've said, or they say in this episode, a handful of times, um, this is the person that they've been praying for their entire lives and for like generations, like they've been praying for the return or for the coming of the Messiah. Right. And, and like Andrew is, is pumped because he saw him like he's here. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course uh, it it doesn't help his case that like he saw, like he was told that this was the Messiah from John, the baptizer who uh, Simon then (laughs) calls creepy John. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bug eating John, I think, is another thing. I yeah, yeah. Uh, he bug eating friend. <laughs> what, what's he? What's he? I forget exactly what he says, but basically, he's like, "Oh, great! I'm supposed to be excited because creepy John pointed to some guy, <laughs> like pretty much." Um, but I of this episode, that scene might be my favorite, just because you know, like we've all been. I think in Simon's position in this, at this point Mm -hmm. of the episode, right. Where we were in like way over our heads, like, um, and as a believer, like I've been in this position where, uh, I've, I've forgotten like who it is I follow. 
and I've forgotten that. Um, and I am actually in the process of learning right now that, <clears throat> um, like Jesus already gave us and provided like everything that I need. Like when he, this is going outside the episode. Here's a little sermon from Mike. Okay. Sorry, but you're going to have to listen. <laughs> um, you have no choice unless you push stop, which I implore you, please don't, uh, that would hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, but something I'm learning right now, which I guess I never really thought of before. Um, but like when Jesus, when he came and when he died on the cross, when he bore the stripes, you know, in, in, in the cruci the crucifixion there, like those stripes paid for everything that we would ever need. Like at that moment, Jesus provided healing. He provided, you know, blessings. He provided like literal things, like everyday things that we need. Like God when he created, like, I, I'm, I'm struggling to get this out because believe it or not, I'm not a preacher. So like, <laughs> um, this is not my forte, but like, so when God created everything, right. Like in the beginning, <laughs> he, he knew the end game when he created everything. Right. So it's not like he, he created man. And then, then he created like, Oh crap. I forgot. Adam needs to eat like here, here's like an apple. Oh, oh, you're hungry. Oh, uh, here's like a watermelon, you know, like he created everything and then he created Adam and Adam at that point had everything that he would ever need. And the way God created creation, like creation is sustaining, right? Like mm -hmm. food continues to grow. If we plant it, like, animals continue to reproduce and like we have livestock so we can eat meat and hunt. And so like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like God had all of our needs in mind when he created us. Right. So in a position like Simon, where he, where he's in over his head, he, he thinks he has to do it all himself. He doesn't know like, like, how he's going to get what he needs. Like, I just got to take a step back and, and remember like God's already given us everything that we need. Like Jesus already paid the price and gave us everything that we would ever need. Mm -hmm. We just have to like have that faith to receive it and believe that he will provide it for us. Right. Um, but anyways, no, but that's, that's good. No, I like that. I mean, I, I also, it reminds me of, I'm, I'm watching as you have like Simon actually struggling in a certain, in a certain, um, circumstance here. And I also like think back on, uh, 
it turns out when you when you make stuff on faith and you post it on social media, <laughs> there's a lot of people that leave just ridiculous comments and like, ang- you know, just I, I can't I'm not even going to get into all the things. I, at least like there was a few that I'm like, all right, you know, that actually had some substance. <laughs> but like uh, <laughs> well, a lot of them didn't. But no, it, it reminds me of like, I think sometimes we also think like. I think ahead of like Jesus and where we're going to eventually go into this, like he literally prayed saying like, if you will take it from me, you know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes like I struggled so much with these types of things because I'm like, well, why did I have the child that I had? And then other friends didn't. And like, you know what I mean? You get in those instances and like, you're like, but what I realize later on is that like, he does give us what we need. I just think sometimes we have a, a misconception of what we actually need. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I think the line, cause the whole time you were talking about that, I was thinking about the post that I had of like, it was like, I, I'll just bring it out. It was on my comments and on one of our, our postings. And it was like, well, did believer, I'm sure believers were in Auschwitz when they died and stuff like, and, and it's just like, you know, I, and it's like great man you brought up like the 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 issue of evil like yes it's one of the it's yeah. it, it's it's a it, it's a very hard problem or the problem of of evil or whatever it is yeah so it's like you know i was thinking about that that whole time that you were saying that and i think sometimes it's those needs and so yeah like, this and, and like nobody knows the like how how god like truly functions right like we're we're just humans like we can't comprehend the vastness being of god right and like his process and because if we if we did we would be god right i mean like it's just you you can't comprehend how he how he works and as we come and have revelations like this, as we learn and unpack, have encounters with Jesus, have encounters with the Holy Spirit, like, and and things are revealed to us, like we'll never fully understand. Like to that comment, yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of believers. Yeah, like, do I know why of, that yeah. happened? No. Well, yeah, actually, we do because <laughs> I mean, I know why it was, happened, but you know, like, and that's it, yeah, but like, why? Why would God allow that to happen? Not to completely derail this episode. No, yeah, but, I have no idea, and I can't even pretend to try to explain it to you. Exactly, just, and like, and 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 like, when people do that, like, the dude seems to like have the answers, and it's like, man, you know, how many debates have been about this topic, like, and how many, like, there is no there's no consensus now there's always going to be a divide on this answer and and like so to bring this back to like peter is that like his needs in this moment like aren't being clearly aren't being met and Mm. like how you were kind of talking and he's just like scoffing scoffing is that how he's scoffing at it and yeah yeah. and like it's a good word um (laughs) actually when we were in this scene it reminds me of like times like you'd hear like 
I don't know, growing up as a non-believer, I'd hear like, I don't know, some lady in a grocery store and she'd be like, that person needs Jesus. And like my <laughs> eyes would just roll it over so much. And it was just because I, 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 you know, you're just kind of like, dude, whatever, man, like yeah. just stop. When well, like and even you know, now, like I've had oh, yeah, times well, where yeah, I'm, there's, like, there's I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that didn't um, have to do with anything, but sure. <laughs> like here, I'm trying to think of an exact a good example, yeah. like our our we almost had to replace our furnace like a month ago which would have been like three grand and i don't have three thousand dollars laying around and the guy who we have do that stuff like he works for a heating and cooling company but he does this stuff on the side for cheaper like after he's done working and that's how we use him because you know not a millionaire (laughs) uh the problem with that is he doesn't take cards because he's doing this on the side so like mm-hmm. cash or check that's your options well guess who doesn't have three thousand dollars laying around to replace the furnace this guy uh so like i'm what 15 years into my walk with god um been through a lot in my life but at, in that moment i'm like great like what am i gonna have to sell like (laughs) what am i gonna have to do to like come up with scrounge up money for this uh completely like forgetting to i don't know call upon my provider right to seek jesus in that moment to uh walk in faith knowing that he will provide one way or the other it might not be three thousand dollars in a new furnace it might be him which what happened uh, finding that it was actually uh, you know, two parts in my furnace that could be replaced instead of replacing the whole thing. Um, but you get in those moments like Simon, where you have someone like Andrew being like, yeah, the Messiah is here. Like the, the, this is all amazing. The person we've been praying for is finally here. Like the person who can save us, like literally Andrew says we're saved. <laughs> uh, and then you have, me and simon and i'm sure you at points in your life where it's like that's not what i want to hear right now like yeah i have this, pr- this mountain in front of me like i don't that doesn't help me yeah. like this is what i need um but all the all that to say that last 10 minutes i can com- <laughs> i completely relate with simon in this moment because i've been there a dozen times <laughs> and i even relate more as he progresses in this episode because he just like spirals like yeah he it's like this i laugh because i'm like thinking about all the times in my life i've spiraled you know but like he really does just spiral and it's like so much so that like i'm watching him like i i mean i guess we could just what's the next scene here um uh, he has like <laughs> Matthew is terribly spying on Andrew. Oh, and Simon. <laughs> terribly. Yeah, that's a good word. Terribly, because he's like this, he's like just uh, literally standing in the middle of the road uh, just with his again. journal. <laughs> Zero social awareness. Just he sees yeah. Andrew. I love this part too because Andrew sees him and he's just like, "What are you doing, Matthew?" Like I could totally see you, and Matthew is just like looking around and then he like tries to walk out from behind the the like small tree he's hiding behind and then he's just like standing in the middle of the road 
And then he like sees Simon and instead of hiding, he just like walks up to Simon and he's got his, he's taking notes on Simon from like five feet away from him in the middle of the road. I love it. So he's great. Like, You're a little off, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. And then after, after this in he, the next scene is him just like, he's just spiraling. He's like, I need to do, what i can do like i I just need to work hard and i mean i think that's what it is it's like he's like i have to work harder i'm not doing enough like he's already fishing all day and 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 nights and now he's going out on his day what's supposed to be a day of or i don't know if this is shabbat yeah i think he's just going out yeah i think there's Um, like three I, i think he says because matthew hits him with like oh yeah quintus is coming like yeah tomorrow yeah. and he's yeah. like what I, shabbat's not for like three days or something yeah like, and no s- he's coming now <laughs> yeah he's coming now and 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 so like i don't even know if he's in, completely in the wrong i think when you're in you're cornered he's cornered right now he's cornered he's he's gotten himself into a mess <laughs> and now he's like i have to fix this so he's going out and working harder and doing what he can and like i feel like i can totally relate to that i mean i feel like any times i've ever been in any like financial or or you know just anything like that you're just you you're like okay well i'm already working 60 hours i can squeeze in 15 more hours or you know what i mean like some ridiculous statement and then and then you you burn yourself out and then in the end really what you did didn't really affect it and it just all worked out regardless call it jesus call it not like it just it worked out or or it didn't right mm-hmm. and the amount of like spiraling of uh whatever it is didn't really change the situation yeah and so that i think that's where he's he's at i'm watching him right now as he's hanging off a boat with a torch in the middle of the night and then that, that's catching no <laughs> yeah. fish so no they did a really good job at um I feel like we really haven't talked much about like the um the theatricalness of it or whatever you want to say, but but I think they did really good. And here's Matthew sitting on a on the side with his dog just eating some popcorn watching. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I like uh I like the the descent into madness out mm-hmm. on the boat in the in the middle of the night. Um I, I do like uh the use of 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 cuts uh and like the um jagged scene transition like edit transitions i mean they're all on the boat but like um i'm always a fan of like the the quick like snap into another scene in the same area of of a man (laughs) break completely breaking down um but yeah simon's losing it he's realizing that basically he has this night to catch a ton of fish to pay pay off his debt or else, you know, best case scenario, he's going to prison. Worst case scenario, he's probably going to die. Um, yeah. You know, everything's going to be taken from him. Um, but he, he's in that moment where he's like so desperate, no, nothing. He's getting no results. And he's just like, you know, what? Like, I've been like faithful, uh, a faithful follower of you, God. I've been a a faithful servant. I've prayed, I've worshipped, I've thanked you, and like this is what I get. Like nothing. 
weird at like where um, are you in my time of need like the biggest need i've had in my life like where are you and i've i also feel like we can all relate in moments like that <laughs> everyone's had one of those moments i i would have to imagine oh yeah i mean absolutely i mean i feel like even in like like real deep moments you know like with you you get a lot of these like where people die in your life this and that and then like this is like a very fair reaction and it's probably why a lot of people walk away from their faith and yeah you know or at least even at the very least question it and i mean i think it's a fair thing to question it with with these types of things like i I feel like it's a it's a good question you know, to ask. Like when you're when you're desperate, like when he's sitting here yelling up, I'm um he's talking to like you you brought us out of Egypt for what, dude? Like for <laughs> what? Like yeah. for us to to do this and now like we're getting crushed by Rome. And and to some extent, like you look at it and you're like, Well, Peter, you know, like you you didn't do this or you didn't do yeah. that. You're being like Peter. Some, some of it but, might have been avoidable, but, but also some of it you're being oppressed wasn't. by yeah. by a bunch of um, you know, uh, I guess you would, yeah, you'd say they're democratic, but they're they're not. It's tyrants, and you know what I mean. So like, it's just I don't know. It's um, yeah. So you look at it and you really like start to feel for him. You're like, all right. And then I do love the redemption of like um, the people that he was going to turn in yeah. picks them up on the boat. Yeah. And Big Z and James Z, and John, they yeah. come yeah. over and they're like, Hey, we'll yep. help and you out, I and guess. Andrew. And so it's, it's, it's good. I, I really liked the spiraling of, of, of Peter. It's, I think it's the most, um, I think that's probably why this is my favorite episode so far. Yeah. Um, uh, I also like the fact that um, even though they came, they still caught zero fish. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> like, zero. like not even one, not even like three fish. It's not like they had like a really small catch that clearly wasn't going to be able to pay off the debt. It's like no, they literally no caught bluegill zero or, fish uh, all minnow. night. <laughs> uh, they they you know have a terrible night catch nothing come to shore as they're coming to shore uh they see a man teaching in front of a crowd there on the shore um turns out it's jesus uh and here is is kind of uh obviously another really cool moment um another like mary magdalene moment from episode one uh where jesus obviously is in the exact place that he knows he needs to be. Um, he knows exactly who's out on the water and he knows exactly what Simon needs. Uh, and it's so cool to see this scene play out where, you know, he's, he's teaching these people. He uses, he asks Simon and Andrew if he can stand in their boat to, to teach because people are having a hard time hearing. Uh, and for some reason, uh, backing further away from the crowd would make it easier for them to hear. Um, sorry, nitpicking the logistics of of this whole scene here and reasoning of getting on the boat. But nonetheless, he gets on the boat, um, takes some convincing from Simon. Andrew immediately realizes that or recognizes that this is Jesus. So he's like, "Hey, 
Simon, th- this is the guy that I was telling you about. This is the Messiah. Uh, and Simon's still kind of hesitant. Uh, but basically, Jesus teaches a parable about fishing and how um, heaven is going to be like the sorting of fish here, like at the end of the age. Angels will come down and they'll sort, uh, you know, the good from the bad. And much like the fishermen do, uh, the good fish go in the barrel and the bad get tossed. Um, That's what uh, will come here at uh, the end of the age. And the crowd disperses. And before he leaves, uh, he has uh you know simon has an encounter with jesus which was really cool um you want to go through what what happens here with simon yeah no i mean he literally is like so he's like all right i gotta go i think he said i gotta go um and he he's like just stay jesus tells peter just stay for a little bit um just and i want to make one little side note i thought this was really cool um you kind of see Matthew <laughs> still sitting on the beach, just still yeah. being a, a creep, just sitting there, just with him and his dog, <laughs> you know, watching, you know, Simon Peter all night. And when they came up on the boat, he was, Jesus was teaching the parable of the seed that fallen on soil. And so I was wondering why they had Matthew in the scene and it looks, and, and this parable is in Matthew. So I thought that was uh, makes clever. Sense. So I, I was like, I, I just looked because, that up. Because, of course, Quintus in uh, Dialogue with Matthew uh, earlier in the episode uh, asked him, you know, can you write? Uh, I need you to take account and write down every little detail, which every I thought was de- yeah. funny because, you know. Yeah, no, writing. that's good. Like and I, I didn't even I, mean, I didn't even piece what you just said until now. So that's good. Yeah, no. So I thought that was pretty clever of them to put Matthew in this scene and have them teaching. I was like, why did they choose the parable of the seed right there? And so um interesting. But so we have Simon Peter. He's just being Simon Peter. He's looking at at there and just doubting, scoffing, and um and he asked him, so he gets on the boat and he, Jesus is teaching, you know, from the boat so that it can hear. And, um, and he's like, he using, he's like doing what every preacher does and he's using, um, people as his props there <laughs> on stage. And he's like, so what is this thing? And G- Peter's like, it's an, it's a net for catching fish. And, you yeah. know, like, and, uh, <laughs> and so he talks about just, you know you know catching fish and um and what it'll be like at the end of the age and um so he's like i i have some business to attend to um and he basically tells peter i can't i'm trying to think of what he actually tells him when he go do you remember what he says not off the top of my head no um oh he tells him to go put down put that down for the catch a little farther out. Um, and he's like, I don't have an issue with that, but like, we've been doing this all night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is not, uh, so he tells him to go out there and cast it out. So he casts out, um, the net and the boat. I mean, is essentially like tipping. Yeah. And, and so, 
there's just so many fish in it you know it gets into that like that uh yeah. fun music that's like you know there's thousands <laughs> of fish and so um, yeah uh, it's pretty cool uh, i i love it though because like they're literally i keep saying literally but they're they're their boats are beached they're on shore basically like and jesus is like yeah throw your net in you'll catch some fish here. yeah go out there like 50, <laughs> and Simon, 50 feet and you know you'll Simon's i'm looking like, at it now that's they like don't even boat. go off the shore that's the thing like they're still on oh, the shore right. and like he and jesus is I like i didn't even pick up on that they like, haven't even moved out yeah he's like just <laughs> cast your net and throw it out like, dude looking at him like he's an idiot like I've been fishing all night and I'm on shore. Like why, why would I do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, come on. And Andrew's like, really? Come on, dude. He's the Messiah. Um, but yeah, he, he casts the net and then um, we get the, we get a miracle. Simon gets his miracle. Um, and, it, and it's cool because, um, you know, his wife, I forget her name. Uh, apologies. <laughs> Um, but earlier in the episode, she talks about faith. Where's your faith? And in this moment, uh, Simon like reluctantly listens to Jesus. Right. And I think that it's possible. This is just my point of view. Um, I think it's possible to, well, maybe it's not. Is it possible to have faith, act in faith, and still be a little reluctant? I don't think so, now that I'm saying it out loud, because it, the re reluctancy kind of could be the the opposite, the counter of, of faith, right? Um, because oftentimes if you're being reluctant, you're not believing in what you're doing, right? Or you think what you're doing is not going to be fruitful or benefit no. beneficial or successful i don't know that is is my in real time thought process making any sense to you no it is and and so i think it's a good observation and i what did the word you reluctancy is what did you where did you use yeah yeah he, he was okay. like he like Re reluctantly yeah and obeyed are you saying that like to have faith is to have no doubt? Is that what you're like? Is that? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because are, aren't those opposites, right? Well, they, if you they, have faith in something you're, you, you're believing in, in whatever you're putting your faith in. But if you have doubts of what you're putting your faith in, isn't that counterproductive or is it I don't possible think it is. to doubt but I, also have faith that that you'll find your success or your your in this case your miracle like like simon received i don't think it is like <clears throat> you know um contradicting there i i think that you need to ha be somewhat um reluctant towards things so like i had my thoughts were going really good there for a moment but um maybe, maybe i think there's a go ahead i don't want you to lose your thoughts no so. i think there's a line between 
blind faith and reason. Like we're told to, what is the love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, right? Mm. So like that means to have faith, but it's also to think, you know, like to think through things and to think is to, I don't want to say to think is to doubt, but in our scenario, it is, you know, you have to, if you don't think you're just going to do, and you're not going to, you know, like, like for instance, you got, you got Peter that is just acting out of, out of being scared earlier or or, uh, out of being cornered into a wall. And so he lost faith there, but like, at the same time, like you need to be able to think and doubt things to have the right faith. Cause what if yeah. it's not a faith problem? What if it's like how we, I mentioned earlier about your, you just need to get your needs right. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, well, and now that we're talking about this, I don't think Simon cast his net with any faith because through the whole episode, he's clearly at, at this point, like kind of lost all faith uh you know taking Mm -hmm. into account the spiral out in the in the in the in the boat in the middle of the night uh but i think what this is kind of showing here at least what i'm taking away from it as we're like in in real time sorting out the thoughts Mm -hmm. in my brain which is a fun exercise and probably is entertaining to listen to because (laughs) you guys everyone's probably screaming at their phone and like you idiot that's not what (laughs) um but maybe it's not this isn't a faith teaching moment maybe this is a sometimes even when you have no faith and even when you think that you've like done everything possible like sometimes all it takes is obedience Mm. right like i don't think simon well i know simon didn't think he was going to catch anything throwing his net there so i don't think he threw his net believing in faith that he was going to reap a bountiful catch I don't think he thought he was going to catch a single fish, much like he had had the last eight hours he was on the water. But in obedience, he heard what Jesus told him, and he followed through with what Jesus told him. And in that act of following the voice of God, he was blessed with a miracle that met his needs. And in that moment, like as they're, you know, after they filled the boat full of fish, like he falls on his knees in front of Jesus and he basically like that's his <laughs> literal come to Jesus moment where uh-huh. he's like he's and I think I don't know exactly. I wish I would have wrote down what he says in this interaction here, but I, I think. It. OK, can you read it? Because I don't want to like. Say, yeah, he says my brother and the baptizer, they were they were trying to to like tell me and mm-hmm. said you are the lamb of the god yes or lamb of god yes and um jesus says i am <laughs> and um peter says depart from me um i am a sinful man 
you don't know who I am and the things I've done. And Jesus says, don't be afraid, Simon. And he says, I'm sorry. We've waited for you for so long. We've believed, but my faith, I'm sorry. And so. Okay. That's exactly. Okay. That's what I was hoping. So like at this moment, like he's kind of admitting like, mm -hmm. you know, my faith, I'm sorry. Like I like it's, it's, it had been lost. It had been diminished, but in this act of obedience and then being blessed, like it restored his faith. Right. Yeah. He realizes who this is. And like, I don't know. It was just, I'm glad we had this like real time little thought like exercise because I literally learned something in the midst of figuring that out. And I, th yeah. I think that's a really cool lesson because, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, we've all been in Simon's shoes as we've talked about, but like, it's cool that like, sometimes it doesn't even take faith. Like sometimes it just takes obedience, like mm -hmm. hearing, like, again, I'm so sorry that I'm using the word literal so much, but like, <laughs> Simon is literally hearing the voice of Jesus, the voice of God, tell him to do something. He does it and is blessed. So like when we hear God speak to us, when we feel the Holy Spirit, like lead us, like there is blessing and uh, provision in obedience. And then as those things happen, as you know you receive miracles as you receive provision and as you receive blessings like that just builds your faith and it's just i don't know it's it's a cool like circle yeah and and what i like about this too is as soon as he puts down his lack of faith he realizes that there's something greater on the other side of that and that's the, I think the key takeaway for me with this is like, it, I, I think about, um, I don't know if it, most people don't know the stories, but like the story of Gideon in the old Testament, um, he was part of one of the judges period of, of time. And so literally his whole story was like, was like God stripping him down to go fight, um, like the Midianites. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm kind of jumping topics here, but the point here is, is like, he's like, well, I, I need more men. And, and God's like, no, you don't just take, um, he's like, actually you need less men. And so take all these people down to the river and like have them drink from drink from the river and the people that stick their head down like a dog. Um, and then there's going to be some people that like lift up their, the water with their hands. Right. And so he gets rid of like, basically starts out with like, I don't know. I can't remember the numbers. It's like hundred thousand men and gets down to like, 20,000 or, or 5,000 or some ridiculous number. And then he beats like what he was first outnumbered with, with the few people. But the point here is like, he was stripping down that faith, uh, not stripping down the faith, but stripping down that lack of faith to trust that like, there's, there is something greater on the other side. And it's actually like, um, you, you have more, what a word I want to use here. You don't, you don't, I can't think of how I want to word this. Um, 
Welcome to my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm only going to do this once a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I usually do this once a podcast. So here's, here's my moment. I just think that it's that, like I just mentioned, it's the other side of it. And getting to that other side is like, hey, you know what? Drop the the lack of everything and like just trust. And as soon as we get to this point, like we can finally move on with where we, where we need to go. Because this is where he calls him, right? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. He, he yeah. Basically the next like, said, lift up your he's yeah he's basically just like what can i what can i do like thank like thank you what can i do to repay you and he's just like he says lift up your head fisherman fisherman Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i said that word oh man um what do you want from me and he said follow me and and so that was actually my first blog post follow me i was thinking a lot about the different times he said it through the bible but like um yeah and just the turning point of this is like i feel like i don't know if you've ever been there like you know you work a job (laughs) you do do, yeah Yeah, you know um that's how you got that nice reptar hoodie yeah (laughs) um but hoodie rules by the way yes it does gotta love tommy picks um (laughs) oh man um i've sidetracked myself where was I going? Oh, where you, you know, you get to this point where I feel like you burn out on everything. And then you have this, like these, these moments where you're stripped down and then you get like this renewal of like, I don't know. I don't want to call it faith, but like something, you know, you, I, I I'm looking at Peter here and I love the, like, it's just a 180. This mm-hmm. dude is smiling. He's cheesing it's, it. He's, he's just he, he's, he, his deal has been restored. demeanor is exactly exactly. There's something that that was like he was so empty, and mm-hmm. it's just like in an instant, it's just you're you're full. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I that's literally like I don't know how else to put it. Like <laughs> we just said on the one episode like i was one way and now i'm different like it's literally <laughs> yep. that way and it's call it cheesy call it cliche call it whatever you want to call it but like that is what like you think you have the, this movement of people that follow this this dude named jesus that lived 2000 years over 2000 years ago and like like there's an a real moment that happens that causes people to it's not indoctrination as a child it's not that like there's real like transformation that that happens and that's why people continue to to follow this guy Mm -hmm. years like you know what i mean like and i just see it all over and that's my experience with it is yours did you feel that way or like was it like this yeah and like i still don't really know how to explain what that moment was like yeah i can Um, can envision it yeah i mean like i remember it exactly Mm -hmm. um and like i think we talked about it on episode zero so go listen uh yeah it's just like i don't know sometimes the easiest way to explain things is the simplest and it's just like mary said in episode one or two uh yeah it was episode two i was Mm -hmm. one way now i'm completely different and the thing that happened in between was him. Uh, that's literally 
the best way you can put it. And, and it sounds silly, but no, it does because there's no reason to it. Yeah. And like, like actually like reasoning to it and, and there will be none. And I think that right there is like the definition of faith, right? Like, yeah. you know, like not blind faith, not, not this, like, you know, I'm just going to go because I got to go or whatever. It's just this like transformation just happened. I cannot explain it at mm. all. I don't know how to, and I'm, I have the faith to, to, to do whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Uh, so here, Fisher, yeah, for sure. Nothing. You got bigger things ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jesus asks Simon to follow him. Uh, also on the scene, Andrew is is asked. Uh, he also calls uh, Big James and John. Um, and also, I don't know if you noticed, I'm sure you did, because they focus on these people uh, two or three times in, during this, this scene on the beach here, but um, Thaddeus and the other James, as well as Mary Magdalene, are a part of the crowd being taught here on the beach. Are they? Um, yeah. So uh, we have those three in the crowd. Matthew is watching and documenting this all unfolding, like from behind the bush with his dog. And we have Simon, Andrew, Big James, and John being asked to follow Jesus here. So it's like, bam, big chunk of the disciples all in one place uh, in this scene, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much the end of Simon's arc in this episode, which is the majority of the episode. Uh, we also have... Um, I think the only other arc is Nicodemus and his learning of John the Baptizer. Mm, and which is how it says ends. Yeah, which basically earlier on in the episode, uh, there's a meeting of the Pharisees. And this is one of those moments where I, I'm it's it's a borderline cheese where I like. I was like, OK, you're a little too on the nose here, uh, but basically he's taught Nicodemus is talking with his uh other fellow Pharisees, um, or I shouldn't say fellow, his his minion Pharisees, his <laughs> underlings, and they're talking it's about minions. this, yeah, this this guy out, you know, in the river, like baptizing people and forgiving them of their sins and all this Eating stuff. Locusts. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and the one is like, and you know what's the worst? He says we're snakes and they're like <laughs> they're like what us the pharisees the religious leaders and i'm like <laughs> that's yeah really yeah. like come on we could have toned down a little bit there we kind of understand that it's a group of pharisees <laughs> who are at this time religious leaders you don't have to literally <laughs> spell it out for us i will not say literally another time tonight or on future episodes i've I've overused that word tonight and I apologize. Really? I literally have no, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> you're the worst. Uh, but yeah, so here we're introduced to this John the Baptizer character. Cause I, I want to say this happens before Andrew comes running from Jerusalem, uh, talking about seeing J Jesus for the first time. 
if it didn't happen before, you know, whatever, we're we're starting to hear rumblings of this John, the baptizer. Um, The next scene with Nicodemus, he's eating dinner with his wife and breaks the news to her like, you know, (laughs) she's like, yeah, this couldn't have been going any better, you know, if we like planned it all ourselves or whatever and he's like yeah it's been it's been pretty rad uh, i guess we'll stay here you know maybe a, a fortnight or two or whatever and then like under his breath he's like oh or until my research is completed and she's like uh excuse me <laughs> you, you can't complete your research in jerusalem and he's like well uh he pulls like the the man card in society back then he's like it's been settled we're going to stay <laughs> until, um, but yeah, uh, during this dinner, uh, it's interrupted by a knock at the door and it's, um, one of his, uh, underlings basically saying, yeah, that, that crazy Shmuel guy, he had that John the baptizer arrested and Nicodemus is like, but did he really do anything? <laughs> he's like, well, no. And he's like, okay, can I question him? <laughs> uh, so, um, the third and final scene with Nicodemus uh, involving John the baptizer is at the very end of the episode. And uh, Nicodemus goes into the cell with John and basically is like, are, are you the one they call John the baptizer? And, and John. <laughs> all the voiceover sp- yeah, that's it's great. Good. I'm just basically reenacting the episode. You're welcome. Um, I think he's got more of a which- high pitched. That's true, uh, but I don't like it, so I made it, I made it savory. Um, and and you know what, guys, if you've never listened to Showboys, or if you've never listened to a companion <laughs> series that I've been on for Showboys, this is how recaps go. I just basically, <laughs> in my own language, recap the scenes, and uh, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's cringy, uh, probably all the time it's annoying, but uh, this is what you're gonna get. Um, <laughs> Uh, but anyways, you know, old scraggly Harry John walks up to the bars, uh, which are just wood uh, tree branches and bugs sticking out his teeth. Yeah, he's got like this real crazy eye look on him, too. Did you notice that? Like he's borderline yeah. Forrest Whitaker eye over there. He's like, uh, and he just he's like, yeah. And Nicodemus is like, I want to ask you some questions about miracles. And then. He gets this weird, crazy John the Baptizer smile, and the episode ends. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Overall, uh, you liked this episode? I did. I just, I like Peter's story. I like his um, just spiraling and mm-hmm. his just complete 180. And I mean, that seems to be just what we've, what we're experiencing. I mean, we have, um, Mary Magdalene, that's this way. You now you have Simon Peter. Yeah. Um, it's almost like they're trying to visually show like how repentance works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and you and and like comparison to like you know the the Pharisees would give you like that kind of style is like a you know, you should feel shame over this and you need to be, you need to make up for this. And this is like, you know what, like turn 
yeah. around like repent is to turn and 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 yeah and i then feel like you that have, word has such a bad rap like oh, it has has so many connotations people, to it people just, bad it. find that word dirty but like like you just said like <laughs> it's to turn dude. it's just That's literally it. like like to repent means you were going this way mm-hmm. and instead go this way <laughs> like yeah just turn from what you're doing and uh don't do it anymore <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> and and so I, I don't know. I just, I love seeing, I loved, I, I loved this episode. It was such a good one. I just think that it's a good, like you said, you, you know, they're repenting They're yeah. It's showing them how, how they're doing that. I think it's, it's just, uh, it's good. I, I'm super excited about some of the episodes that are coming up. Um, yeah. I try uh... not to watch ahead. <laughs> um, again, you know, I really do. Sometimes the old TV just uh, doesn't turn off and, goes on to the next episode whoopsie yeah but yeah uh but yeah I'm, I'm excited for what is to come i think uh much like last week i think much like every episode we've done so far um i've grown to like the episode more after doing this uh, yeah not that i didn't like the episodes before but i didn't have the uh appreciation for this episode until we i i was able to uh, think through it out Mm -hmm. loud with you guys um and now i really uh i enjoy this episode a lot this Um, is probably my favorite podcast episode that we've done too so that's a good one we kind of got into a a few things there yeah i mean we derailed a few times but you know it happens what do you do just turn it Uh, on 1.5 speed or something yeah um I will say one final thing and then we'll just mm-hmm. wrap up. Uh, when you were talking about Simon's uh, again, we can, I, I keep calling him Simon just cause he hasn't been called Peter yet in the episode. But when you talk, when you say Peter, when I say Simon, we're talking about the same guy, yeah. um, Simon, Peter. <laughs> yes. Uh, when you were talking about him, like, uh, like the restoration of his zeal or whatever, um, that, well, I use the words. Yeah, I was gonna say that. He, uh, basically, was empty and is now full. Oh yeah, he, yeah, His yeah. passion, his joy, has kind of been restored. Um, it makes me think of my favorite King's Kaleidoscope song. Probably, yeah, it's it's definitely my favorite. It gets me every time. Uh, Verge of Tears. By the cries end, a lot. Every time I do, I'm a big even. set. <laughs> um, but no, they they have an amazing song. It's actually three songs, um, but meant to be one song played continuously. So I don't know why they just didn't make it one track. I'm getting in the weeds here, but it's called The Rush. And it describes literally that like. Uh, it, it takes you through the the process of being someone who's lost their zeal and then like coming to the realization and restoration of that zeal. Mm-hmm and it's it dude it gets me every time i love it it's an amazing song go listen to it the rush by king's classical mm. um there you go that being said thank you guys for listening if you're watching this on youtube uh because we do post youtube videos at least showboys uh podcast has a companion series playlist for the chosen on our youtube channel um please hit the subscribe button uh, and let us know what you thought in the comments. If you are listening to the audio version, uh, thank you. We have a video version if that interests you. If not, uh, we appreciate you listening to the audio version. 
uh, please like and rate and follow, review, etc. on your listening platform mm-hmm. of choice. Uh, we are posting this on all of Showboy's audio and YouTube channel and also on the Nerdy Bible audio platforms and yep. maybe video eventually or... Yes, it is coming. Okay, it, cool. it is. It is coming. So basically, if you can't find this, I mean, you probably can't because we're small content creators. But we're making it like massively available on a lot of platforms and two different yeah. like sources. So, yep, you can listen to this pretty much anywhere. That's what we're getting mm-hmm. at. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of you got a lot of good geeky nerdy content on your site i got uh, some on mine yes. and so there's you know you don't have to just come for the jesus stuff you can come for all the <laughs> well things, i mean you know? like your your thing is kind of kind well of jesus stuff. yeah but i'm also talking I, yeah you're right well i do want to do a lot of series on like <laughs> science and stuff so i yes, want to yes. i want to create i'm well, excited about your uh your new thing coming up yeah that's exciting i also have like a lot of visions for like animations and stuff and like so i'm trying to create well-rounded people you know mm-hmm. had good ed- educated in all the areas yeah. so and um yeah and so like i also enjoy video games and other <laughs> things like that too so um, yes and you get you you guys do a lot of that stuff on your your site. Um, of course, yeah. If you if you're uh, listening, it's a to good this looking website. You, well, thank you. I, the guy who did it is pretty great. Um, <laughs> if you're listening and you are not familiar with Showboys, we are yes, like James said, we're kind of like a nerd culture catch all uh, that that kind of focuses on film and gaming. Uh, but we talk about other stuff. We talk about music, talk about all, mm. uh, all sorts of things. Yeah. We have a website, showboysmedia.com. You can go over there, check out all of our stuff. We have, um, you know, our episodes on, on the website. We have um, a gaming page with all of our streaming partners. Uh, we also are doing a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. It's been super fun. And we have a whole section of our website dedicated to that. Uh, go check it out. And uh, we also have Discord. You can join. That'll be a fun time. Um, but yeah, check out the nerdybible.com, check out showboysmedia.com. Thank you for listening and really looking forward to episode five mm-hmm. next week. So, uh, stay tuned and we'll see you next time. Shalom. Bye. Two bottles of hint water, which I wish we were sponsored by hint water because I love hint water. One <laughs> is actual hint I've water unopened. Once. The other one is an old bottle that I've been refilling. Unbelievable. Hopefully. It's like <clears throat> how dare you, dude. You know all those memes about LaCroix being like water that sat in a room like three rooms away from actual fruit or something? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. But... Uh, yeah, look up LaCroix memes. They're hilarious.